Welcome to Made in the 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. Kendon. And friends, sorry about my voice, but I figure it's spooky October, so it should be okay, right? You sound fine. I sound okay? Yep. Awesome. Way better than yesterday, day before, and day before. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, today's episode is about The Evil Dead 2. What year? 1987. 1987. If you want to jump straight to it, I'll put the... I don't know, what is that called? The marker in the, the show time notes? Timestamp. Timestamp in the show notes. But we're not going to talk about it quite yet, because first, what's the news? You have any news? I don't. Oh, just the Batman casting. We've got we've got our Catwoman, oh, Selena oh, Kyle. And the Riddler. And the Riddler. Uh, Selena Kyle played by the lovable Zoe Kravitz. And the Riddler her. played by Paul Dano, who has a very punchable face. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, he's in 12 Years a Slave. He was in he's, Prisoners. He he's was really, in, he's, I think he's really good in... Um, there will be blood. There will be blood. He's, He's the one uh, who the milkshake uh, monologue or whatever you would call yeah. it is he, aimed at. He the, was a little kid. Yah. He was no, officer. he's not a little kid. I mean, he's little. He's, he's a young a man. Kid. He's a preacher at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I considered him a yeah, kid. He played, like, he's young. He plays opposite Daniel Day-Lewis in that film. Yeah. Okay. He's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazing. Oh, definitely a punchable face. <sighs> yeah. He's like very, like, he, he, his head bashed in with a bowling ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that happens brutally yeah cool um so yeah good casting i'm excited to see what other villains they cast probably yeah. the penguin probably some other yeah so this is going to be an ensemble sort of bad guy situation yeah i'm excited who for would that. you like to see who hasn't been named i mean black mask is in birds of prey so maybe he shows up Ooh, if that happens about they, mcgregor let say if that happens would they keep the same actor Probably. Will McGregor's a good actor. Yeah. So they've named Catwoman. I love him. Penguin. So we haven't had a Penguin cast, but they've tried to oh, cast. Oh, right, right. I meant to say Riddler. Yeah. So still no Supernaturals. No. I kind of would like to see Clayface. I feel we, like the technology we, is available. Yeah, we do have the technology available to do Clayface. That's a good That's a good thing, right? Our topic for this week, because we're going to talk about a lot of that kind of yeah. costuming. and Right. Right, that's the news. That's been the big news this week. Exciting. Rather than news, I have a topic after I do my what have you been watching. Oh, oh intriguing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to then. What have you been watching? What are you up to? What are you guys doing? Thinking about? Reading? Listening to? Um, Not a whole lot. It's kind of we're wrapping up to the big movie season. Um, So nothing really on the list I've been watching. Yeah? No. You've been busy? Yeah. Or um, or not, like taking some time off and resting. No, I mean, there's not a lot. I went to wrestling on yesterday. I went to NXT live here in Seattle, which was fun. Speaking of wrestling, live did wrestling. you guys know that Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler? No. That makes sense. He, yeah. So before he became president, he had like a 12-year winning streak where he like he lost once wow. in 12 years. And, and he was a, a vampire. 12, 12 years of wrestler. And he was a vampire <laughs> slayer. And he, he was a vampire thing. slayer. So it- Facts. <laughs> No. I did get that fact from the coffee news, <laughs> but I no reason to not believe it. Cool. Kenan, what have you been up to? Um, most of the stuff I've been watching is still in, in progress. So the one thing I'll mention is a YouTuber called um, named Oliver Harper. Um, I went through this interesting little period this week like where I was like, I think I have to stop watching YouTube because the ads have gotten crazy bad. Um, and I was looking it up um, on like, forums and apparently people are speculating that they've been increasing the amount of ads you get like two ads at the beginning and an ad at the at the end of a 
of a what do you, of an episode or a, a video and then multiple ones in between and it's gotten to the point where they're probably trying to push you to pay but i found a sort of roundabout which is now um on my mobile browser you get like one pre-roll ad that's less than 30 seconds and then usually get right into the whole video so that's how i've been watching these he does these review or retrospective slash reviews there's a lot of information like I, th- I don't know if he's involved in the movie industry but he kind of makes references that make it seem like he is um and his retrospective like there's a ton of these videos and um so i started with the evil dead 2 and that is going to be um that, that's kind of my preparation for the for the podcast episodes now if there's an if there's an episode so I'm actually not watching them for fun, anything that's in the 80s. And I'm going to be saving them for our episodes. That makes sense. I heard you listening to The Matrix when I yes. came down today. Yes. Um, but the the topic I want to bring up, just to ask you guys about, because I was watching Dragonheart, the Dragonheart uh, video. And it re- Dragonheart was a really important movie to me growing up. Sean Connery and Sean Dennis Connery. Quaid. Yeah, it, it's a lot of references for me. And I really always liked the, the dragon and the, the fun of the movie and the... The actors all before I knew who they really were, and a lot of them went on, I think, to Harry Potter. For instance, David Thewlis is in that, who plays Lupin. Um, so there were another three sequels made to that ga- that movie, uh-huh. including one in 2017. Uh-huh. No idea, huh? Had no idea. Yeah, um, but they, they seem good. Um, one of them he said was entertaining enough, but it seems like they started to go more kitty. Like, there's a baby dragon oh. in, like, the second one, but... It... Wait, because he was the last one. Yeah. So there's a baby dragon, so there's more dragons. That's exciting. Find an egg. Yeah. Um, but my question is, and I've... I, it kind of, he kind of made a point where, like, it looked like they were skewing more kid-like. Uh-huh. But I'm wondering why more of these don't, don't age with their audience. That's and interesting. And that was a topic to I kind say. of wanted to bring up. Harry Potter did a pretty good job of it, but it was written that way. Like, yeah. if Dragonheart, which I think was a moderate, modest or even more than that success, why do you think it makes sense to always keep targeting the same age or let that grow up with you? Hey, that's kind of like the Matthew McConaughey line, right? Like, he loves high school girls because <laughs> not how old he gets, they stay the same age. Yeah, they want the audience movies. that stays the same age. And there's um, some examples that I, I feel like, I, like Star I think Wars. That you actually had a good one. That, so um, we did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last go, yes. year, maybe two years ago now. Um, and I was kind of bummed when we were listening to Oliver's uh, um, review of it because it would have been really nice to know some of that stuff before we did it. I mean, I think we mm-hmm. hit on most of the points, but it was really interesting. And that's another one where the first movie was great kids really liked it and then they made it more kiddie afterwards there was also like the parent complaints right of yeah. like danger so and you were saying the, star wars that one's a little more understandable because of the cartoon and because of the <clears throat> kind of the environment around it but you're you're totally right considering that that um comic was basically based upon the most violent period of daredevil um the daredevil comic in the 80s mm-hmm. I would have been interested in seeing, like, that first movie took them seriously. It didn't took, take them as a joke. They got to use their weapons. And rather than what we got with the cheap-looking um, second movie, and particularly the third movie, it would have been interesting to see that grow up with the audience. So your question is, why don't they? No, it's just, what are, your, what are your views on that? Is there a movie series where you would have, would have liked 
that to have happened with? Um, or do you think it's a smarter idea to keep targeting the same age range? So for me, I think it depends. Um, I don't really put a whole lot of um, faith in sequels. And so some of them, like, unless they were really, like, planning to create a trilogy or some kind of thing, and that's what they wanted to do. Um, and if that's the case, then I think they should keep them the same because you've got your audience and your audience wants more. But for things like that, where it's a standalone and the sequel is kind of like a follow-up, I can see why they would just, like, I don't know how much money they put into those productions and things. And so I can see why they would just, like, pick their easy audience. Hmm. They're, they're a direct-to-video in case that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? I want you to leave it. I think sequels are tricky. And so in building out a story, <coughs> excuse me, like to Harry Potter's point, like that was always the plan. Yeah. Huh. And so everyone going in knew where these story was headed. But if, if that's never the plan, you, you run a risk of sort of like growing with your audience and them not liking it anymore. They could just not like it. They could they mm-hmm. could they could age out of it and be like, eh, yeah, it's, it's not for me. Well, they but, already are aging out of it. But if you have a younger audience, you kind of know what they like. And those and to Matt McConaughey's point, they're always going to be having kids, and you just keep making stuff for kids, and kids are going to watch it. And parents are going to look for something that their kids can watch. Yeah, this, that's true. you know that weird age where it's not a cartoon and it's not silly, it's not Nick Jr. But also, it's not so adult that you you're concerned that something might be in there that's inappropriate that's that sweet spot so the other question is is there a series that you can think of that you would have liked if it matured differently mm. no not that i can think of um if i think remind me of this i'll think about it and maybe say it later because i can't think of anything off the top of my head but probably i'll try to think of a question where you guys maybe have a little I more mean, to say next time because <laughs> this might be my thing because I, I i haven't been following the news as much because I've been trying to, to do other things, so. Honestly, um, I keep thinking of The Little Mermaid because they have their sequels after that. And, like, it's, like, Ariel's daughter. And so it's always focused on, like, a kid versus, yeah. like, Ariel as an adult being a badass. I don't know. Maybe that would have been interesting. But I don't quite remember those too well. I just remember not being impressed. To me, it also goes a bit in hand-in-hand with uh, the takeover of PG-13 um, because something like... Um, what am I thinking of? Terminator would be a good example where I was like, it, it really brought me in because it seems so like adult and real or whatever. And by the time you get to like three, it's getting goofy and Genesis and all of that. It actually feels like it's not growing. Speaking um, of, but the first one was much darker. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, to it your point, it's kind of like going from empire to Jedi. Right, where Empire is the sort of thing that really grabbed me, like opened my mind, or like, not opened my mind, um, just like Caught hooked my mind, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of lightens up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like you and get, I like I, I was I've been talking to like friend Angelo or whatever. I really, I actually really liked the Last Jedi, and it looks like that moving into something um, a little less standard. What there was enough of a backlash that they're going back towards something more like Episode Seven. And that disappoints me. We will see. We will see. So speaking, going back to Terminator, though, I've been seeing the commercials for the ne- the next Terminator yeah, with bad. Linda Hamilton and Schwarzenegger in it. it they looks, grew with the audience. It looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. The last few have not been good. Salvation, Genesis. 
Has Arnold been in all of them? <clears throat> He's except for yeah. He has. He was kind of in. Uh, it um, wasn't Salvation. Salvation. Yeah, they like used briefly. these digitally created. Yeah. Version of him. Mm-hmm. Or was there a real person with his with the digital created face? I think it was a digital face. Oh, but yeah. Digital face. So, yeah. Which was kind of clever because they were basically showing him coming off the assembly line. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they have, how they were making sort of those Terminators. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. A- anything else that you guys been up to? No. So, well, last word on that. They shouldn't all look like Arnold. Why? <laughs> Even if you're mass producing them, each face should look a little... Because they're infiltration units. They're supposed to be able to get into a base, into a rebel base, like, and then start killing. Like blend in because arnold yeah. doesn't blend in well one of him maybe but not t- 10 of him yeah huh. with the same the guy the, the well, one then that why comes do we in keep that... seeing the same one over and over i thought they were all supposed to look like him no well so in the in the movie in the first movie kyle reese has a um flashback slash dream where the dogs are because he hears dogs yeah. barking and then the guy who comes in he looks different the one who starts uh Shooting everybody. That's a different model. Yeah. No, it's same model. Same different. model with a different face. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah I because it was once you model. recognize somebody, like if you're one of the survivors of attack like that, and you see another guy who looks just like it, like maybe they do. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe they well, make even, half dozen that look like the same guy and send them. They got real lazy. The you're like, ah, just keep <laughs> yeah. the same face. Well, it's probably like if you're gonna produce one face you're going to do it all at once and then you're going to produce the other face all at once so it's like maybe that you were seeing all of the arnold's be made and then they get distributed to other places yeah. throughout the world and then you'll see all of the other face being yeah, made that's uh, totally possible all right so what i've been up to the big thing that i am up to is that i finished ballers what do you think of the last episode so i loved it okay and um I agree that it was ready to be done. Like I'm like, all right, this, it, it's okay was that it the five show seasons? ended. Four seasons, five, five, maybe six, either five or six. <clears throat> I'm like, we had talked about other uh, things ending, and I I wasn't ready for this uh, show to end, and I didn't think it needed to end going into the season. But the way they wrapped it up, I thought, okay, it's good, it can be done. But um, I was realizing one of the things I really love about the show is the like following lives of athletes and like that side of things and like the beginning scenes it's like everybody practicing and um there's a lot of like women uh in the opening like what is that called when they're singing the song and like doing the credits like Mm -hmm. stuff the drake song (laughs) yeah um which can always say how like it's perfect i think it's one of the most perfect pairings of a of like a theme song with a movie yeah but yeah like they never really got into like women's sports and like I just yeah I, that's what I really liked about it was like the others like the real the, a glimpse of like the real life of the sport that I actually watch a lot of and so I hope that there's other shows that come from this that kind of touch on that stuff because I really like sport that. would you want to see is it I don't soccer know. I feel like maybe is the highest profile I mean that's the thing right like this is focused on finances and budget or money and so women don't make as much money in their um the stakes are bigger stuff. in these sports I, yeah. not yeah. as big what comes Definitely. what comes directly to mind is that saturday night live sketch exactly from like the last year and that i feel like undercuts the sort of glamour that ballers is trying to go for yeah which is fine but like i think a different show like maybe like um crossfit or uh ultimate fighting or something like that and i'm not like 
because usually it's like reality and I don't really want to watch reality TV, mm-hmm. but I think a show that has like the, yeah, that has athletes and it doesn't have to be just women. I'm just like, there is a lot of different types of athletes that we didn't ever get to. Like in ballers, they get to some like skaters and some of that like ultimate sports, e-sports. For a minute, oh, e-sports. and then they get to into gaming mm-hmm. and gaming and video games as a sport. Um, so like there, but there's other things like, or like, you know, Carmay wants to, um, become a rock climbing coach mm-hmm. and rock climbing is going to be in the Olympics mm-hmm. next year. And like, that might be interesting. I don't know. I just think that's one of the things I, I realized I liked about this show. And so hopefully there will be other stuff like that and it doesn't have to be the same setup, but there's lots of material. So yeah, but that's what I did. And it made me kind of sad. And then also speaking of SNL. So Recently, there was a skit about a father and son who ha- um, have a hard time talking to each other. And so it's like a commercial type uh, skit. I saw that. The podcast one? Yes. And it's like, yeah. get a podcast, Mike. And I was laughing. I was like, oh, is this is our podcast like partial like marriage counseling for Kendon and me? <laughs> Can't talk to your husband? Get a podcast, Mike. Anyway, I thought that was really, really, we really funny. We are forced every week to have a conversation. Yeah, we do. We talk to each other yeah. every week. And Tim's our friend. <laughs> Mediator. Like, Tim coach. and I don't have a hard time talking off mic. No, no not at all. <laughs> Wait, you're not necessarily indicating that we are. We are. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I just thought it was it was a really funny skit. It was I was funny. like, where's this going? Oh, that's hilarious. Hilarious. Anyway, okay. That's it for uh, what I've been doing. You guys ready to get into the movie? Yep. All right. Now, from the theater of Evil Dead comes Evil Dead. Two, dead by dawn. Nineteen eighty-six. Nineteen eighty-seven. Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two. It's directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah. Best known for Spider-Man. Yep. And this is why Bruce Campbell, who plays Ash, yep, is in all the Spider-Man movies. Um, It also stars Dan Hicks, Casey Wesley, DePiva. Ted Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> Denise Blixer and Lou Hancock and Josh Becker. So setting this up, this is a parody of uh, a parody sequel of The Evil Dead 1981, also with the same director, no. Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. What do you guys know about this? How did this happen? Like why I've never heard of like a reboot done by the exact same people <laughs> it's so, really funny um well tim first of all did you watch these at all close to when they came out yeah okay then my my story is very is very different but what what was your understanding i want to hear I, I don't know anything at the time i had no like history of it had I you seen the evil dead one i think i saw two first okay i didn't see okay, one till later sense. So some, I don't know how exactly it happened, but we, like me and my high school friends, including um, Josh, like discovered this mo- these, these movies because it's a kind of a trilogy um, with Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, and then um, Army of Darkness. Yeah. All in the late 90s we were watching them. And mm-hmm. Army of Darkness came out in 92. Mm-hmm. I feel like I saw Evil Dead, then Army of Darkness, and then... We were like it was always kind of a con- convoluted or confusing story about why Army or um, Evil Dead Two is kind of the same as Evil Dead One. Yeah, it all takes place in a cabin. In a cabin, yeah. 
and a group of people go there from the first home. one. Yeah, they go to the cabin. Maybe at, uh, four or a half dozen. It's five, mm-hmm. five friends. Um, kind of cabin in the woodsy, in a way. So yeah, that's how. Um, and then also, it, Army of Darkness, which is really the one I think that has a lot of verbal, I guess, cultural influence. The there's so many lines that come from this this series and a lot from um uh, army of darkness yeah a lot there's of my boomstick yeah i think it, uh i'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all no, out of gum that was no. the other one we did what was that one they live Let's they live they live okay well um <clears throat> duke nukem took from a lot of <laughs> of these sort of movies so it's so, odd that you know evil dead 2 is essentially the same plot now but, but better done well sort of? so less way less dark oliver yeah. said that the beginning of Evil Dead 2 is basically a recap, which makes a lot of sense because I was like, there's a lot happening. Like, Linda was headless within six minutes of the movie starting. That's right. But apparently that was partially the a recap of Evil Dead 1. Right, because don't they then show them riding to the cabin after all of that? What do you mean? When do they cross the bridge? Who? Uh, Ash along with... Uh, is That's that the very it? beginning. Yeah. That is the very beginning, I feel yeah. like. Okay. Talk yeah, about so the book. I didn't realize it was a recap, um, but that's what he he and I don't know when they deviate if they deviate at all. So, well, they definitely deviate because I mean, pretty much right away because they show up and there's only two of them at the cabin. Right. So instead five. of a group of five showing up at the cabin, there's only two, and then the the possessions start happening like immediately. Immediately, and then his girlfriend is dead, and and then the second batch of people show up so that, that's all different she's looking for her dad yeah her and her friends okay. was the dad in the where did the book even come from in the first one it's in the cabin they find the book in the recording in the first movie and same thing okay so it's kind of the same guy oh yeah anyway some guy it's, finds it's the confusing. book is, is journaling it doesn't realize that reading these incantations out loud is creating the spirit thing that then attacks them all night but this version it's a much sillier version of yeah. how things are happening i find it interesting that Okay, so I think of reciting a like like a, what do you call like a spell or something or a summoning. Part of the magic would be using your voice and you saying it. I didn't ever think recording it and then playing it over and over. Like I would never have thought that it would have the same effect as a live human saying it in real time. So that's kind of weird. But it's the same as sort of that satanic panic time where it was like you're playing records backwards and you're and these yeah. things are saying. That was like giving, that was again, incepting ideas into somebody's mind. Not the, being the same as raising the devil by just playing the record, right? I mean, some people believe that. Oh, okay. I'd never heard that. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Like, um, what is it? The ring? And you play the video? Yeah. And then she comes out the TV. Or but Cabin in the Woods? But she's like possessing the video. Right. Right. Okay. So you're saying, okay. That somebody has actively decided to play and watch the video. Yeah. But anyways. Versus play the, vi- the thing yeah, that then the, recites. I also the felt theory. that like if you were reading something like that, that you'd have to believe in what you were saying for it to have some sort of yeah, mystical anything. Or just saying the words. Yeah, not just like, oh, I played a record and like, oh no. We may or may not ever get to Army of Darkness, but there is a funny part where he has to go and get the book. And the wizard or whatever is like, remember when you grab when you're going to get the book, you have to say these three words like this, you know, in order for it not to go bad or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get the words, I get the words. But when he gets there, he forgets the last word, 
So he's, he just says the first two and then like says, like, <laughs> this is Army of it. Darkness also funny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's even be, more it's even more silly, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So this is also a comedy horror. And this apparently that like genre goes back I, a I long way. It's really a horror. It's a lot. There's a lot of jump it's scares. No, it's a horror movie. Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not thinking like space. what was scary. Like I just there's a lot of jump I was scares. very scared. Well, okay. I, I couldn't watch. Oh, here's okay. So news. This is news for our friends. You know, we talked about like what this what scares Shalia. Turns out it's not just serial killers and ghosts. This scared me. Like I was scared the whole time as he's like turning corners in that cabin, and I'm like, can't look, can't look, and like you've got like zombies, and it just it was it but, was very like carnival. He uh, he uses like he bashes her head in, like he puts her head in a vice and like chainsaws it. Like that's so car- that, carnival haunted that's houses actually impact you, right? Oh, absolutely. I so can't do haunted houses. I feel like is the thing because carnival ha- other than the jump scares don't really bother me. And I think that's what this movie is very much like is, you know, something pops out, a head drops in his lap, this, that, and the other. But to answer Tim's question about whether it's a horror movie, I think it's not just if it scares the audience, although it scared Shalia. Um, <laughs> so it does potentially scare the audience, but also the characters are all horrified by what's going on. Uh, they are. Like uh, they're in, they're in a horror They don't movie. want to go to the basement. Would you? Yeah. No. So not. I wouldn't go to the basement. I mean, to go get the pages, maybe. That was such a, that was one of my least favorite things. That guy seemed, it seemed not credible that he would take those pages and throw them in the basement. So the setup is the guy who was there before Mm -hmm. took the pages and put them in the basement with his wife. No. No. Isn't she down there? Uh, no, you're saying the setup. Is down there. This isn't the beginning. He's he's just saying you're talking about the pages and he's yeah. saying the setup from within the film. From within the film. Like the wife is down there, right? The yeah. wife is down there. The pages Buried. don't get down there until um, one of the characters decides to throw them down there. Decides yeah. to throw them down there. He was like your scientific mumbo jumbo or- yeah. with Henrietta, who yeah. is played by Tim Raimi? Yeah. Todd yeah. Tim Raimi? I was like, that's a guy. <laughs> Turns out it is, and it's the director's brother. The behind, very the, behind the scenes with him in the suit are really funny. So you don't think he would have ever done that? No, it's just or maybe they in, the, have let in him. the fire mm. or outside of the cabin or something like that. It seemed too much of a setup to make it so somebody had to go downstairs. Which was where no one wants to go. Yeah, nobody wants to go. Nobody wants to go anywhere. Like that was the thing was like, okay, we don't want to go down there because Henrietta is down there. But like, there's stuff happening in the house too, and there's stuff happening outside. Like, there's no safe location in this no. whole thing. So, at some point, it ends up being just Ash and the girl fighting evil. Yeah. It's almost like they all need to get out. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Ash ends up putting a chainsaw in his hand. We end up having yes. to cut, cutting his hand off because yeah. his hand is turning evil as he's being possessed. He puts a chainsaw. What are the logistics of that working? How does that work? Well, oh, makes, he got it sense. attached, and then he had like the thing to pull using his mouth. Yeah, to turn it. Well, on. I thought he also had like a little hook on his like he had to hold it there chest where he could put he could get the little uh, handle for the the revving of it. That's what I'm talking about. And so he just moves his bicep down, and it revved it mm, instead of always using his mouth. Lots of yeah. engineering. Yes. No, I, so they show a, it a, just a little yeah, bit. They show it. it goes to the, to the tool shed. Since it's not a gun. Yeah. Really, it's just instead of having a, a handle to pick it up like you would, it's just sitting on his arm. He doesn't need any mechanism within this within the side of it. Be. That's what I was thinking. As heavy as a chainsaw is. On a freshly 
Oh, there's a fresh that. stump yeah. arm. She's like hanging down. There's definitely that. He's just wheeling it around. So yeah. So anyway, you know, it kind of works. They're planning at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's she gets stabbed. She, she does. She's reciting and then gets up and stops reciting for because she hears something. That and, was irritating. It yeah. was irritating to me because I was like, nothing that's happening behind you is more important than finishing. Is more important. Yeah. I was going to say, nothing is not going to be solved by you finishing this this recitation. It's like, oh, the monster's in the room now. Well, finish the recitation, and that might just yeah. solve that. It's right. likely it'll just solve that problem. But it opens up this big hole that sucks everything in. A car. Yeah. yeah. The trees. The, the trees. And then a, randomly a huge monster pops out. Yeah. And tries to eat him. And, and then he ends up in there. I kind of loved that. Like, It's mm-hmm. not a happy ending for him. Like, he ends up falling like, through this no. thing, too. Well, he shoots one of the Deadites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which do... We do. We know they're called Deadites. Okay. But when do we find that out? I think Army of Darkness. They okay, call then, it... They, they use the word in the end when the, he's... They're like, oh, he shot a Deadite. Yeah. Army okay. So that's when we learn what So we are. have it at least then. I don't know if they we have it they sooner. Are. Yeah. Lots of Deadites in this movie running around the cabin. Yeah. So, oh, they're all so great. The first one that we see is Linda. So yeah. he decapitates her. Uh, I mean, he had like, to. <laughs> did he have to? Yes. This is a funny. This is funny because I brought this up with with and, Shalia. Yeah, she's coming at him, and he takes that shovel and like swings. And I'm like, whoa! It hit her in the neck, and it was a like a shot that like cut off her head. In what? the Oliver Harper review, he also says he's forced to decapitate her. Yeah. I don't know. He was, he was just forced to, to defend himself. Her. Yeah, to defend her and happened to decapitate her. She lunges at him. He swings. Head head's gone. But a shovel couldn't do that, anyways. I mean, she's dead. She's dead. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe. she's that rotted at that point. Well, uh, the bodies did seem to rot really fast. She wasn't like a deadite that long, though. Right. How long do you think this, this movie is? No more than like forty-eight hours a night. No, it's oh, first it's, night it's, and then second night. First night, second, yeah. yeah. It's 48 hours, yeah. Because he gets up, got flown through the woods and lands in a puddle. But yeah, it was a very sharp shovel, basically. And he swung it and, uh, yeah. Hoot spot. And then like it was really, I was like, oh, what's going on? Because it like, all happened very fast. It like, all happens very fast. There's a lot that happens in the first like 10 minutes. Yeah, and he's like carrying her body, her headless body, and then burying her. I was like, whoa, he buries her really fast. And that what's first going 10, on? That first 10 min- minutes is really to catch you up based off of the first movie. Yeah, apparently. Like, that's the recap. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. Gets in his car, which is like, good. And then Smart. gets to the bridge. And the bridge is uh, broken. Now, and then chooses to go back to the, and that's where I'm like, we we know no way I go from, back. We know from yeah. later that there's, there's a, a, a a yeah a trail, and I'm just kind of like, why didn't he just keep going? Like, well, I don't know figure if out a different trail. That. Like, but you would try to find it maybe, like or sit at the bridge until daylight. I mean, yeah, I'm not going back to the house. No. Yeah, but no. then again, like throughout the movie they keep going back into the house like the house is a safer place than light, being outside but they keep saying there's something in the woods the thing is out there in the woods so don't go out in the woods and it's true like uh bobby joe is that her name mm-hmm. goes out there and gets uh violated by some trees hmm. but like yeah. uh so maybe it was like if it was more dangerous out there but i just wasn't clear to me because it's not like the thing couldn't come into the house because it did so yeah let's just say we see the we see the point of view often of something like 
skittering around or like flying towards the cabin. Mm-hmm. Do we think that's supposed to be the the monster you see at the very very end? Yeah, or I is think it so. some spiritual? Or I think it's the monster we see at the end. Okay, think, he seems really bulky to be moving around like that. I think I think that's when it takes a physical form. I guess it does. It does bash down the wall to get to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pull it and How drag does that her thing out. Not fall apart that cabin either. Yeah. So it's a small cabin. Now that cabin is pretty amazing. Can we talk about that? Like, yeah. we have um, one of the great things I think about this is the camera, like use of camera and angles and things. And like, so you have a moment where it's chasing Ash through <laughs> the cabin, and he ends up hiding from it. Yeah. Um, and it tricking successfully. It. Um. But as he's doing that, it's like, turn, turn, turn. turn. I was like, how big is this cabin? Because it was just like, they used all of these angles and things um, so well that like that that chasing lasted quite a a time in that tiny little cabin. Like how many rooms were in that cabin? Three? I would not guess more than three. Maybe a study and a couple of bedrooms. And then, of course, the middle living room. And the cellar. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Good job that that. Um, can I ask you guys a question? Going back to just the beginning of this movie, the so Ash and Linda are driving for mm-hmm. like a romantic weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're purposefully going to that cabin, right? Mm-hmm. Do we and know he, what their connection? He even mentioned something about the people who are who live there probably aren't going to be there. So that's where I was wondering because yeah. like then they're in there and it's like oh they might come back and so I'm like why are are you crashing yeah, yeah. I think cabin? they're breaking and entering on a cabin but he knew that it was going to be there and he knew the people who were there weren't it. there but didn't and he, he say did, almost did, probably won't be there yeah yeah so and like how did he know because like it's not like a big cabin right like how did he know that cabin is there I think he's how been does there in he a past know life. those <laughs> yeah how does he know those people who live there might not be there. Because they're supposed to be there because the daughter's coming to meet them. How does, why, like, why are they picking a cabin that is occupied, like, that they're not supposed to be at I, I if you're going for a answer. romantic weekend? Like, Kendon, why don't you pick us a place where we actually are, have reservations? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think weird. I know the answer. What's I the think answer? it's fate. Yeah. Because there is, I think it now goes back to the prophecy, which they talk about a prophecy. Oh my God, that was so funny. In the movie. So. It was just gonna happen. It was gonna happen. And he just got got his girlfriend, put her in the car, said, mm-hmm. "Let's go." Not put her, got her to get in the car, and said, "This is what's gonna happen." Um, it's also don't for, touch nothing. <laughs> get just yeah. in the car. <laughs> don't read anything. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so all right, well, okay, they just they get there. So the prophecy is really funny, and um, I am forgetting her name. The daughter, uh, Annie. A something? I can pick. I, I should um, pull them all up. But she she is hilarious to me because it's like, okay, they've been studying the Book of the Dead and mm-hmm. they got some page. Like her parents have the book and she's got some pages mm-hmm. and she's coming to meet them and he's supposed to be decoding it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Transcribing it. Or Transcribing whatever, yeah. it. And then like she shows up. So she hasn't been doing that with him. No. Um, And then she shows up and like in the end when she's supposed to read it, she's just reading the page as if she knows this language. <sighs> yeah. and, like, I think she does. Yeah, exactly. You think she does. Like, but then like, she should probably know more about, like, what they're doing. Oh, yeah, with. What they're doing. Like, she's spending the whole time, like, oh, well, I don't know she what's going on. Both very informed and very uninformed. Exactly. Exactly. It was pretty funny. Um, and then, okay, Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what a star he is. He's a star. Like, oh, yeah. I, I know him from Burn Notice. 
Um, oh yeah, Brian, and Brian like just right. and, and, and that's a, why the group of people who would watch and enjoy Bird Notice were really excited that he was in that. <laughs> makes sense. Um, but yeah, like I, well, because the girl in Bird Notice, I remember from Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. I love her too. Um, but yeah, like I didn't. I know him as like older, per, like movie star. Um, famous, but like I had like watching this, I'm like, oh, like he, his face, mm-hmm. the things wow. that he does with his face, <laughs> a lot of face acting, a lot of face acting, and like so getting into influences, like I think we have Jim Carrey partially to thank for, like, we have him partially to thank for Jim Carrey, like the way he throws every, himself around, his yeah. his like yeah, so like you know how they used to play like the claw and like having the mm-hmm. hand thing like that's always a thing and like clearly this is part of that like genesis and like a lot of the things he says like i'm seeing ace ventura i'm seeing the mask i'm seeing liar liar like all of this like great stuff from like my childhood like fast forward what six years maybe maybe 10 um like bruce campbell man i think well, these yeah. were wildly he must have influenced that popular, popular, um, especially with the sort of people who influence movies. Because part of what we learned in that retrospective review is that Stephen King was a big fan yeah. of the first Evil Dead and had some part in convincing them to make or work on Evil Dead Two, the sequel. So mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of times, even if something isn't huge with the audience or the like, the general public, if it if it impacts a lot of filmmakers creators, yeah. creators then you um yeah well and like he so i think i think he is we have him to thank for a lot of stuff because the way he he did this is amazing i did not realize his face worked creative. that way one thing and i can't say it's an, an influence more of like a connection or parallel i really liked the bridge i liked the shots of them going over the bridge or when the bridge was torn up well, and it reminded me a little bit of Tim Burton. Yeah. Well, even like her when Linda gets up and starts dancing. Oh, Beetlejuice. You're yeah. thinking Tim Burton too. Maybe, maybe Beetlejuice, but it's just kind of the surreal, like the background look, like behind the bridge looks like it's not quite in the same world. It seems like maybe you're in a pop-up book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so too. But you're right with the, also with the stop, and probably because it's stop motion, mm-hmm. maybe even more like Corpse Bride Yeah, or something is what mm-hmm. I'm. Th- that dancing scene reminds me of. Um, and then you have, so the movie, I loved this movie, uh, Idle Hands. Oh, gosh, I remember that movie. <laughs> you remember that movie? <laughs> Do you remember it fondly? Unfortunately, yeah. Really? No, no, I didn't like that movie. So when you get the hand and it starts killing people. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think it's Devon Sawa, isn't it? I don't, Is I don't it? remember. I do not remember. Because there's remember also watching. Final Destination. I think Devon Sawa is also the main in that. And I don't know why he would be the main in two, but maybe he is. Um, but yeah, no, like, because, Kenan, you, uh, from that review that you watched, like, the the hand scene or him fighting with the hand was based on a movie from before where it's, like, fighting with a hand. But that hand wasn't attached to his body. It was just, like, so it's the it's the right, hand, the hand yeah. just fighting the hand thing. Well, but, but, but like, it was, it, it, more specifically, it was called, like, the helping hand or attack of the helping hand. It was the hamburger helper hand, uh, glove, <laughs> glove. Mm-hmm. from the, from the car, or commercials. 
that the guy was fighting with. That's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, but like, so there's that, that w- that this was influenced by or kind of following. But like this idea of like your, I mean, that's what he's like, give me back my hand, you bastards, give me back my hand. Like his hand is attached to his body and like coming after it. Like it was, it was, I've seen this before, but it was really fun to see. It was the claw. You're right, the claw, right? Yeah. Like it was right. fun to watch it. Like now I'm like, it, I appreciate the movie now that we're not in it because it was very scary during wow. the thing. But man, or like, oh my god, when he's like passed out and like his hand is just like pulling him across yeah. the room. Oh, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. So I wonder, were they using any ropes? It really looked like he, he was really committed to the gag. Yes, or, he was. He was straight up with the bit. He was straight up. It looked like he was dead weight. Yeah. Being actually pulled just by his hand. Yeah. And I was actually terrified because I don't like fingernails being pulled. Like I was, mm. it was almost like it's going to tear its fingernails trying to pull that much weight. Yeah, because it was using its nails to yeah. like get a, a grip. Oof. Yeah, it was good. Um, also influence, I figure Scream was an influence. I mean, Scream is influenced by a lot of these like yeah. 80s horror. and Scream how? Well, that was what I'm trying to remember. Of, like, I don't, isn't there, is there a yeah, uh, I mean, scene... Where she's running through the house and the camera is following kind of like that chase scene. Am I remembering that correctly? No. I don't remember. You've never seen Scream. I've never sat through Scream. No, I don't think that's Actually, Scream was on the other night Scream's in the fun. hotel lobby that we were in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should have Ken Scream come out here fun. and watch, but no. Uh, you know, a bunch of movies, Cabin in the Woods. I mean, we've yeah, got, for we sure. got the bridge. We've got the reading the incantation from the book. We've got dead-eye type characters who show up. Um, also we've got any kind of movie that has, we've got to wait till dawn to fight off some yeah, evil creatures. Yeah, yeah. I want to see from dusk till dawn. I never just have to watched that, that one. one. What? Yeah. Fun you fact. You would love it. Fun fact. It's like three uh, movies in one. Who did you say is in it? John Travolta? No. From dusk George, Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney <clears throat> was, um, one, has a Maori tattoo or a Samo- or Polynesian tattoo in from dusk till dawn because he, he watched, does. A movie um, called Once Were Warriors. He's a badass. That and liked Once Were yeah. Warriors and was like, "Give my guy yeah. this tattoo." <clears throat> I love it. It's a great it. movie. Yeah, I lots of fun too. Lots of fun. That movie is. So yeah. So any movie that's that's, that's got the sort of like premise of waiting until dawn or yeah. sunrise. Just got to make it that long. We've got to. Yeah, we've got a we got a ticking time clock of how long we have. Is you know any sort of survival film? Yeah, for sure. And also the sequel, the remake of Evil Dead that came out a few years ago. So how now was we that? Can- it's okay. Okay. We can compare this to a lot of uh, special effects sort of horror gross movies that we've been watching recently, specifically The Fly and stuff like that. These effects are all have, like, most of them are cheesy, I think, even for the time. But they're all, like, a lot of love put into them. And, like, you know, almost stuff. none of the stuff is believable and it's no. all really enjoyable <laughs> like the dance when she's dancing it- the thing it, it's not believable obviously but it looks like it's happening because it's all practical yeah, yep yeah, that, that, yep, that yep. helps mm-hmm. and like the way they move the camera's perspective or, or when that giant monster comes in i think they it seems like they're tilting the house yeah. itself and stuff like that yeah. yeah it all works it's not like yeah. weird cgi stuff that looks like it's not there is, uh, how did they do the more recent Evil Dead? I don't even remember. There's also a show called Ash versus the Evil Dead, <laughs> which yeah. is fun. That's is Showtime it? or yeah. Stars. Showtime and it's Bruce stars. Campbell, right? Yeah, Bruce Campbell, where he's he sort of comes out of retirement, and has to go back to the cabin. Uh-huh. He's got like a group of young people with him, 
But it also Do they kind explain of, how he gets out of medieval times? Yeah, yeah. it ignores that. Cool. Yeah, as they, far as I know, they, it they, just they ignores talk, that. Movie. He just, I think he's like working at like a store, like in he middle America. Back up in a sh- in a store at the end of Army of Darkness. Oh, but from the review, I was or retrospective review I was listening to, it sounds like they actually ignore the Army of Darkness, and it's it's just a sequel to The Evil Dead Two. Yeah, he's just like working at a store. Huh. Well, and he's got his, you know, he's got a shotgun. He's got his chainsaw on his hand still. Yeah, he does. He does a lot of. It's stuff. a, it's a like a. Uh, it's it's fun. A, I watched the first two fixture. seasons. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. similar to Evil Dead too. Really it's silly, de- goofy, deadites, all kind of deadites everywhere. <laughs> it's definitely it's the sort fun. of property that's not going to let something like continuity get in the way of fun. No, definitely not. And and the fans <laughs> will be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. So, in terms of the, not practical effects, but the, like, makeup and costuming, and then did you tell me that the people who worked on mm-hmm. this also work on The Walking Dead? Yeah. They created a studio, like, some of the people who worked on this, a few of the spe- uh, specific artists, and they created a studio that now, um, amongst other things, does the work on The Walking Dead. Does that makeup. So, So, yeah. I kind of love this group. Like, oh... Um, these are the sort of people. Or, or, sorry, um, the summer school movie we just did. Summer school. It's called summer school. Uh-huh. Those two students. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the sort of movie I could see yes. them be like making. One hundred percent. It's like a fun group of people. It seems like got together and did this. And also a fun movie you can spoof and like yeah. spin yeah. off and, and joke um, about. Well, it's almost difficult to spoof it because it's spoofing itself the entire time. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But like, feel that way. Like it didn't feel like a parody. Now that I'm thinking about it, some things are funny. But while yeah. I was watching it, I was scared and like, it didn't seem funny. So watching the Evil Dead 1, I think for comparison, you would have been like... She could not do Evil Dead 1. Yeah. That's... I think you're right. <laughs> I'm trusting no, you now. Absolutely not. It's played more straight. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, gorier. It's like, it's like Terminator versus Terminator 2. Yeah. Where there's like, Terminator is straight up hard, people getting murdered, there's no jokes, Terminator yeah. is not cracking a smile, they're, they're running for their life the whole movie. Versus Terminator 2, there's like funny beats, and it's got Edward Furlong, and it's kind of light. There, yes. are, mo- there are moments of levity. There's physically more light in that movie, I yeah. think. And it's, it's more levity in Terminator 2. Yeah. Even the, even like when he's going to like kill those guys, and he tells them, like, don't kill them. And yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he gets them to like hop on his leg like a dog. That, those are like little funny moments. Like, there's none of that in Terminator. And Evil Dead's the same way. There's none of that light, funny, silly, Bruce Campbell body humor no no just people getting terrorized so but it's bruce campbell doing it so he's still doing the like horror body horror stuff right i remember that movie a lot less yeah i don't remember i don't know i just remember not being funny when i finally watched it like oh this is not the other movies yeah this is actually like a straight up horror film interesting all right um, what are your favorite things about, well, first, any other influences that you guys want to mention? That's it for me. Um, my only other note is that, um, oh, the gag where he steps on the, the neck or the head and the eye pops out. Yes, and my flies favorite. Her. That's always funny. And it makes me think of the song, I don't know why she swallowed that eye. <laughs> That's when I'm, She's probably going to die. When I was a kid, <laughs> that was a scene that was most memorable. Yeah. <laughs> Was that scene? I wasn't even it's so ridiculous because it's, so, it's so over the top. Yeah, swallow an eyeball from like a dead eye. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> okay, what are your favorite things about this movie? The physical comedy or the the physical acting. He throws himself yeah. and the camera um, keeps things more disoriented because the camera moves around a lot. He's just grabbing and throwing himself around, like clearly doesn't care about getting bumped, bruised, or whatever. Completely oh, committed. Yeah. Um, and then the one other thing that I would add is that those he he gets bl- like blood on his face, like scratches that never change. Like the blood is exactly the same the entire time, and that was distracting to me. But you liked it. Oh, I love it. I love this movie. No, I'm saying you liked the fact that the blood and stuff didn't change? No, I just... That was just my other main point. Or last point. I just point. wanted to mention yeah. that. Mention that, yeah. yeah. Um, like the unibrow that they give him. Yeah. He's got a blood unibrow the entire time. I liked how much they did with so little. Yes. Yeah. They did a lot with like one location, handful of actors, and a bunch of animatronics and puppets and lighting. And they did a lot. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this movie actually made less money. Than Evil One, Evil Dead One did. But Evil Dead One had a much lower budget yeah. and I guess wider dis- distribution. This one didn't get as much distribution and didn't really make its money back until video. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So because I was like, I thought it doubled. Like it was like let's say a three million dollar budget and made like six yeah. million. But that yeah, was that's not, ultimately no. That's closer to breaking, breaking even. Than, yeah. Then people know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I thought they did a lot with the little, and I think that's we've seen horror films try to duplicate that. Paranormal Activity, mm. Blair Witch Project. Yes, we were able to do a lot of different scares and and big big ideas with like limited locations and like a handful of people. Just a really interesting story that sort of pulls from different things. It almost could be done like a, it's like a stage play. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, did, we did influences, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, one influence or not a trend that you could think of is somebody who's doing a small movie. Or a small independent movie, and then getting a huge um, uh, comic book, uh, what do you call it, like franchise, like Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is basically, he went from, I don't know what he did between Army of Darkness and Spider-Man, but it does make me think there's a lot of directors, specifically Marvel directors, who do basically something small like this, like the dude who did uh, Safety Not Guaranteed ended up doing, which which Marvel movie, do you remember? Mm, I don't know. Taco Atiti ended up doing hey. a small yeah, Taco- movie and then doing Thor Ragnarok. Oh, it actually kind of reminds that me Thor of Ragnarok was ad libbed mostly. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. And that makes it. That's why it's so good. But it reminds uh, also the the connection to the other movie he made. Um, what we do in the shadows, I feel like, is kind of connected to this movie. Even. Oh, so Raimi yeah. did The Quick and the Dead afterwards, mm-hmm. A Simple Plan, the, For the Love of the Game, The oh, Gift. Oh, I love that movie. The Gift is great. You guys have seen The Gift? I oh, the Grinch is a great, it's a great little horror film, and then he did Spider Man, so he did a few things. And Spider Man like killed, right? If I remember right, <laughs> what I remember is um, Entourage, and when they were gonna do Aquaman, Aquaman. and it was like we got to beat Spider Man. Did he chase doing Aquaman? Yeah, uh, yeah this is um, yeah. So he did some, he has some work. Cool. My favorite things. I have two favorite things. One is Bruce Campbell. I just thought he did an amazing job. Like just. I'm, I'm uh, yeah I was very impressed and um, the other thing was my favorite is a little one but like okay so after he cuts off his hand and then he's trying to trap the hand mm-hmm. and he puts the hand <laughs> under a trash can and then he stacks it with books and the books that, that's on top is a farewell to arms <laughs> mm-hmm. funny there's a ton <laughs> of like little gags yeah I was like what why it's <laughs> funny stuff so funny 
funny funny stuff so anyway all right you when guys your ready? job is for people to give you money to just do to have fun it seems like yeah you can you can kind of dial up that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Anything else you want to say? Are you ready to rate it? Um, right. What did you have your? Did you know find out who it was? Yeah. So Colin Trevorrow. In this case, it's he got Jurassic World after ah. being saved. Oh. But there are more like superhero ex- examples as well. Cool. Like you said, Tycho's. Josh Trank. I mean, Trank doing that one superhero movie, then getting Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. Are you talking about Super? No. Super was <laughs> funny. Super was also that. Super was um James Gunn. And he right. Doing and then Guardians. he got. Uh, Guardians. Yeah. James? James Gunn. The Super. That's when I interviewed him for Super. It was him and... Huh. S- I w- I'm pretty sure I watched Super without Shalia. Super's yeah, cool. yeah she it. would like Super. Yeah. It's oh. a little too dark. With the wrench? Ding! Yeah, <laughs> man. She I kills really that guy? Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that oh, Linda no. was already dead, but I really didn't like what he was doing to her head, even though she was dead. It. I know, that's the thing, but, like, it bothered me, and she's, like, in the vice. So and, like, keep her alive? I don't know, but I didn't like. It was weird. You like, gotta kill it. You uh, yeah yeah no yeah you do yeah. There's really no there's like, no way around that. Like, man. And she bites in his <laughs> hand. Bites, That's the reason his she hand. She bites. It looked like she bite his bit his private parts, but no, yeah, he, she was holding onto his hand. Oh, is that why his hand turns bad? Is that what you're saying? I think it might be. That makes sense because I did wonder why. Just the hand. Yeah, but then the rest of him once he went outside turned. And then he, yeah, oh man. <laughs> friggin' movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. How come the dad didn't show up? He's dead, he's isn't dead, he? yeah. Yeah, but like Henrietta. Look, he's dead, dead, though. I yeah, he was possessed. Yeah, I don't think he's a dead eye and got killed. Killed, killed. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to rate it? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. The Evil Dead 2. Is it a classic or are we past it's it? It's an extreme classic. Very classic. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah, agreed. All right, you guys ready to wrap this this episode up? Mm-hmm. We have one more week of spooky October, and we're going to cap it off with Night of the Creeps. So, like a cousin to this movie, <laughs> at very least. Yeah, d- sort of. Like, very related and not at all. But can't wait. Yep. Um, friends, hopefully you will join us when, Kendon, what will we be? We'll be deadites. <laughs> so silly. You're so silly. <laughs> What is it? Dead to dawn. Dead, dead, dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Yeah. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. <laughs> Which we, is the subtitle to this movie. And we were talking um, we were talking sense. about Terminator earlier, right? And yeah. like how the first one was so dark. And like it's true because we've been doing like we'll be back, right? Uh-huh. But like remember how that scene is more like I'll be back. Like it's more of a like he, had, he, he is going to be back because he's going to come back and like Like a regular person would in. say I'll be right back. He was like, yeah, I'll be back. Like, it was such a, it's, yeah, it's a standalone phrase now. But, mm-hmm. like, when he said it, it was in context and, like, made sense. Anyway, really interesting. Friends, see you next week.